You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Every heart beats true for the red and the blue as we sing the song to you. What do we say? Red Legs Radio, for climate, air conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. Hello there, Red and Blue Army. Welcome to Red Legs Radio. Thank you to Paradise Motors, Mazda and Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar. What an amazing afternoon it has been in sport. Don Pike and the Crows have parted ways. Willie Rioli with allegations of tampering with a sample is out of the uh, semi-final in the AFL and could be out for four years. It is quite remarkable. And, uh, well, there's the follow-on of everything that has gone down in the Sandful Tribunal overnight. It has been amazing. You are with Ben Hook. I am with Miles Fitzner. Miles, what an incredible couple of days. Absolutely huge couple of days. Just talking to Blighty out there in the studio. Uh, Carl Delina, also leaving CEO of North Melbourne. Uh, Don Pike, you, you heard it here first on Redlegs Radio about them not making the finals. <laughs> That'll make the off-the-bench one at Sam. Self-congratulator. With uh, I did happen to call that a few weeks ago, but uh, yeah, interesting, mate, especially the Sample uh, Tribunal. Are we going to get into that tonight? Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, last show, so we might keep it all uh, above board. Great to have you on board, as always, Miles. You called uh, the game, the semi-final, Adelaide taking on Norwood, and... Uh, I tell you what, mate, we were flat out ambushed. Uh, absolutely. Uh, one thing we were saying in the call with Gowser was it, once they got up and away, there was no stopping them. Mm. Full credit to the Crows. They're magnificent. Absolutely magnificent. Um, just outside speed. We spoke to some of the players before the game, and that was always going to be the major concern. But, but there's a player there, this Matthews. He kicks four goals. He's had... Three league games, top-up player. He's kicked yeah. two goals and steps up in a final against Norwood. Ran away into the 50. Dobbs four for the game. McHenry kicked four. McAdam three. You can just see outside speed killed him. Credit to our boys. Um, we, weren't, uh, we, weren't, we weren't poor, um, but it was just one of those games where they got the jump and you just couldn't get it back. Um, fascinated with what you're talking about there. The Crows' top-up players and Port's top-up players have been a lot better this year than last year. Absolutely, uh, crows more so. Uh, you know, beware the crow. I, I've got a, I've got a feeling after what I saw last week that uh, they can that, get over the top. Oh, absolutely, they can cut, they can cut uh, uh, Glenelg apart this week, and then. Um, and then get through to a final. Their speed is outrageous. Oh, if you ever want to go back, or people that are listening, um, I know you're mainly Red League supporters and probably don't want to, but just go back and have a look at some of those goals of the, the Crows highlights. They're outstanding. Outside speed, just electric. A couple of things I have to uh, ask you. We'll get into... We'll just we'll, we'll debrief on Nord for a minute. One thing I have to say about Adelaide is that they've always been the club that we thought once their AFL boys are out, these guys will pretty much check out not long behind them. That... Myth is dead. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
you know, one of them, I probably thought Fogarty was one of those games that Fogarty was going to probably grab by the scruff of the neck, but it, it was. It was the bottom end top-ups. You know, Patrick Wilson was excellent, of course, mm. and a few of those other guys. Galucci kicked a goal from absolutely nowhere, but everything went their way. Bad luck to our fellas, but uh, yeah, they just lost to a better side on the day, and, and they're sort of probably bottom five or eight were, were as good as our best five or eight. Did we miss Lewis Johnson? Absolutely. That uh, accurate kicking in the middle of the ground, um, cutting through... Uh, you know, disposal. Once they built pressure around the contest with their speed, you know, disposal went out the window. Interesting stat at about quarter time. I think it was twenty six to thirteen um, uncontested marks Adelaide's way, but it was nine to it was sixteen. Ze- it was sixteen to one. Fourteen minutes in the yeah, marks, and but then it went to nine to zero contested marks, which was another interesting one because we just couldn't get our hands on the footy. They had it. They pressured. Um, full credit to them. Outstanding. You know what? They're probably they're my pick really, and and I'm and I'm on them if they knock. Us out, I'm on them. Do the AFL teams have an advantage playing finals at Adelaide Oval? Uh, I don't think so. I don't, well, they don't have an advantage. A bloke that's played three games in his life plays on Adelaide Oval and kicks four goals. Yeah. So I don't think that's an advantage. But, uh, you know, I, I would think that, that you know, maybe we probably needed a little bit more um, outside speed and outside run on a bigger ground. But My point being that a lot of those guys see that track week in, week out, train there as much as they don't. Where, how how often have we trained there? What twice in 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 a year? Yeah, I don't, I don't look. I don't think it matters. The size is probably the issue. Not about not so much the ground. Um, the size of the ground is very interesting. But it's one of those uh, one of those games. It just happens. Windy day, and sometimes having a bit of experience in the ground can help as well. Did Nos maybe go the wrong way? Uh, I know it's difficult. I don't know if that was. I, I wasn't there. I couldn't, you know, feel the wind. But I just wonder whether the the way that the crows got out of the blocks. I just wonder whether Noss, had, if he had his time again and won that toss, would he kick the other way? Yeah. Look, I, I didn't see it as an issue. I know that I did get drenched five minutes before I got into the box at twelve o'clock. Like I got saturated. Yeah. Had to park on top of the hill. One of the parking attendants put me right at the top. It was a massive storm that went through. Huge shower, and then it took the grease off the top, and that's where that outside speed came into play. Mm. Um, and it, once I, I can't say anything more other than that outside speed just killed us. Do you think our midfield has perhaps just dropped the dropped off a tiny bit in the second half of the year? Look, the finals, some of the midfielders will probably want to have those games again. Obviously, um, Nunning, Noss and Griggy all been a bit quiet. Noss were a lot better on the weekend at 26 and kick two. But, um, uh, yeah, it was, you know, if you don't have your hands on the footy, um, you know, Balderstone gave away three free kicks in the first 10 minutes. Mm. And that's not his fault. Absolutely not his fault. Uh, they were pretty dubious free kicks. Mm. The umpires were on him, and once they didn't get the the sort of uh, the run of that mill, then uh, yeah, it was all over. Uh, just one other question that I probably have to ask, and then we'll just move into stuff some of the stuff that we like. In hindsight, very easy in hindsight for us, Luke Sermon. Do you reckon he might have been the guy that? we could have had up forward? No, no, I don't. Do you know what I reckon? If we did anything, I would have gone and picked a couple of blokes like Buckham and Olsen, those blokes with speed. Mm. Um, and because essentially the, the thing that happened for me looking through the box was we were slow. And slow compared to them. We weren't slow in general as a side. No. But compared to their side, young and they were quick. And we needed speedsters. And that's why, that they'll probably lead into it now, our Barossa Boy of the Week. Correct. Barossa Boy of the Week, thanks to the Burgess, Trent and Jess, of course, um, was Josh Richards. And young, speed, he's had 25, six tackles. Best on ground by a long way. Best game for the club. Far above anybody else. But the reason being was that he was the only one that could keep up leg speed. He was that quick. He, he took Fogarty on front on at one stage. Fogarty came through and went for the fend-off. He grabbed onto him like a you know those baby packs that uh, the mums where they put the baby on thing. <laughs> grabbed him front on and landed on his back and I went, this kid 
has had some sort of year. Considering last year, he wasn't even getting picked in the twos at Norwood. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, he has been the find of the year, I reckon. Yeah, very, very close. Uh, you know, Joshy Richards, take a bow, young fella. He had an excellent game, and you should uh, hold your head up. So, Joshy Richards wins the Brosser Boy Wines Boy of the Week. So, well done to Josh Richards. He has been outstanding over the last couple of weeks. Uh what else did you like about the team on the weekend? What, just give me some positives. We need. I, I want you to go out on a couple of positive notes for I'm us. I'm trying to be as positive as I can, mate, and uh, not those that are listening. Don Barry's obviously had a very good final series. Um, you know, still the likes of you know, Brady Dore played another good game and, and his last game for the club. And so congratulations to Brady on his retirement. You know, Deck Hamilton, Peter Bampton, they all kicked two. Um, you know, Mackenzie, Dill Stevens finished with 23 and had another great game uh, to set him up for the draft. The positives. It was just not our day. You know, we we had pressure. Not our day. Um, a, a bit of a faster, cleaner side rolled up and uh, and and took us to the cleaners. There's not much we can do about it. So, uh, on a positive note, uh, we're not losing many. So Brady Dore will probably come out um, for next year. Obviously, Stevens Tahini will both get drafted. Bit of a chance, a little bit of a, a sniff that Gerloff and Crawford, Big Cindy in the twos might go. But other than that, um, keep the side together. Don't know if I'm allowed to say who. Now, I might not. I might leave who they're hunting a little <laughs> bit for next year, just in case there's someone listening. Yeah. Well, hey, there's plenty of people listening. Yeah. We, we know that. We love our listeners. So, uh, yeah, we won't uh, We won't just uh, upset too many people. With, it, with one show to go, we've only got 15 minutes left. Left. Uh, it's the preliminary final on Sunday with uh, Adelaide taking on Glenelg. It'll be, I think, a three o'clock game or something like that, Miles. Yep. Three o'clock game. I'll very quickly share with you uh, the two teams. There's uh, just a bit of doubt around the Glenelg team. Chris Curran with concussion, whether he'll come up. Liam McBean has a bit of hamstring tightness. So the Tigers uh, have added Betterman, Searle, Slade, and Costa into their squad. So uh, there'll be a few changes. Betterman uh, will, will play. Finn Betterman, good player. Yeah, he's he'll a star, play. isn't he? Uh, yeah, son of Zane, I think, young Finn. Uh, and uh, the Adelaide Crows, well, they've added two. Ben Davis they've got back, and Tom Hutchison comes into their 20. Five man squad. So surprised uh, I didn't lose Fogarty. Davis, I'm, I am. Are we allowed to touch well. on that? He should. He, he should have got a game. He literally punched Griggy in the head. He should and, have uh, got a game. And if Griggy wasn't such a tough, you know what? Um, then he would have got weeks. But Griggy got up yep. uh, straight away. But he got hit as hard as you like. You watch that replay in slow mo. He absolutely smacked him. Yep. So Davis, Farrar, Hutchison, and Johnson in for the Crows. Glenelg taking on Adelaide. Who's your tip, Miles? Uh, Crows. I think Glenelg will win. I know you're very impressed with the Crows on the weekend, but uh, I think Glenelg have been the best side of the year. They've been that for a reason. Glenelg- I think they'll get back. Glenelgan straight sets. No team's won from the top of the ladder since, since 2014. Correct. That's right. Yeah, so that is against them, and they'll have a pretty tough job against Port Adelaide next week, but I reckon they'll get over the line. Uh, we're going to go to a short break. We've got so much to get through on the other side. We've got plenty of people to thank for what's been an amazing year here on Red Legs Radio. Uh, we're going to predict what's going to happen with the best and fairest awards, and we'll review the season of the Norwood Football Club. Thanks for joining us. Ben Hook, Miles Fitzner, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Red Legs Radio, for climate, air conditioning and Paradise Motors Mazda. You listen to Red Legs Radio with Ben Hook and Miles Fitzner. We are debriefing on season 2019 with the Red Legs finishing fourth after... 
what we have to say was a bit of a disappointment in the semi-final. We thought we were going to be a real chance against the Adelaide Crows, and unfortunately, we fell uh, pretty early in the day, to be honest. And uh, I saw my man Sam Fantasia outside the window there, our producer, giving the roller coaster symbol, which it certainly was. Let's debrief on the year, Miles Fitzner. Uh, Eleven and seven, finished fifth, then had a win in a final, which is always a pretty good indication that you've had a good year. How would you categorise the year in thirty seconds or less? Uh, Reasonably good season, unlucky with injury. Will Abbott, a barometer, obviously, and lost him. Missed Nunny for periods and then probably failed to gain some momentum coming back. Bodie, the captain, also injured. Um, found some emerging players. Josh Richards, um, you know, Tommy Forster. You know, Mac Bauer's been playing well in the twos. Sam Buckham, these sort of guys. Cam Ball. Uh, good season, positive season. Uh, some good signs, but probably not quite to the potential of the list, I would say. A little bit of a drop-off, I would suggest, after what was a great season in 2018. Went within a couple of kicks of winning the Premiership. What areas do you think the club needs to improve if they want to get back up into that last uh, that final game of September next year? For me, I think it's pretty standard. I wouldn't change a lot because I like the way we go about it. I know a lot of the fans don't like that sort of keepy-off, full-ground press stuff. For me, it's a Ford. They missed the days of the big Juice Newton. They even go back further. I'm testing that, like, Jim West, wasn't it, was one of their bigger... Like, wasn't it? Westy was one yeah, of their bigger... Jim West, Jim yeah. West. But they need the big power Ford. I think a few years ago, they might have had a crack at um, the bloke that was down at South, Brad Eddy, or something like that. What about Tractor Prime? Remember Chris Prime? It'll be oh, before your time, Testing mate. me now. But they need He's a... about 2,000 goals. They need a superstar Ford. And I know that Mark Ross and, and Fanner and Cots in the off-season will be going hard when trying to find that Ford. Obviously, Brady's been that ruck Ford, but they need a power Ford. And that that's where we lack. It's, it's, a, it's someone to go and kick us 40 or 50 goals. That's what we miss. I'm a big Cotton fan. Uh, I speak to him a lot during uh, the week over the course of the year. Uh, as the head of the coaching group, how have you assessed the coaching at Norwood this year? Well, look, I think the coaching's been pretty good. Um, you know, frustrating um, for spectators because I don't understand the way... What's going on. What's going on. But they're doing it for a reason and there's a, there's a method to the madness from what it looks like. Mm. I was talking to Brad McKenzie the other night, a funny one. He was saying that when we kick backwards, he said you can hear the supporters go... Ugh, it's like, interesting they yeah, notice it, yeah. But that that's the game plan, yeah. And um, and I like it. I'm a big fan of Cotts's. Um, I probably wasn't um, uh, au fait with a lot of it until we sort of get to know um, the game plan and talk to the players more. But but on the coaching side of things, we don't change anything. We've made a grand final last year. We yeah. missed out in the finals this year. Missed out on some injuries. They need a tinker. We need a forward. But as far as the coaching goes, don't change a thing. For mine, we've got a, we'll have a new Wolf Blast Community Centre there next year. And some prep, and uh, I think they should leave it all at that. You make a really good point. It's exactly something I wanted to ask you about. And you have a bit of a feel for how the players have dealt with issues over the course of the year. Do you think in any way the redevelopment of that ground and the fact that they've been preparing out of Atco Huts, has that had a detracting effect on the group? No, I don't think so. Um, Look... Obviously, in the back, you know, with the transition, it'll be There's fine. nothing you can do, by the way. I mean, this this work has to be done. It's going to be fantastic when it's finished. But there is a transition period which does, which can be challenging. I think the effect will more come in. We'll see a positive effect when it's actually finished on the other side rather than an adverse or negative effect from it being as it is. So I think if there's going to be any a change to the group, it'll be that... An, uh, um, 
some improvement in the group when the centers finished rather than no improvement in the group because they were preparing differently in, in a different... The gym there is still the same. You know, the bench is still the same. The ground still the same. But I think the atmosphere at the ground will then change the group with that uh, community center finish. The... Uh, McGarry medal was on Monday night. We're in the middle of the Veolia season review for the Norwood Football Club. Uh, the McGarry medal count. Who did well for the legs? Well, Lewis Johnson. Congratulations to him. He finished third on 17 it's votes. Outstanding, Polled isn't it? really, really well, Lewis. And um, and obviously being an accumulator, I think he was second in the comp for disposals overall. Matty Nunn with missing some games. Polled 12 votes. Matty Panos, 9. Don Barry, 5. Balderstone, 5. Um, these are the surprising ones for me. Balderstone, 5. Brad That's McKin- harsh, isn't Brad- it? Brad McKin- what do you got to do as a ruckman? Well, he's had 730-odd hit-outs, 250 clear next five to the other votes. bloke. And he got five votes. Anyway, don't know how that happens. Um, Declan Hamilton had three. Brad McKenzie had three, and he won two or three games pretty much of his own boot. Brad McKenzie should have got three votes for the game against South Adelaide alone, or for his last quarter against oh, South Adelaide alone. I don't even know if that was a game he polled. Dill Stevens got a three. He got a BOG um, for one game where I think where he kicked four. And then Bampton, Shenton, and Tahini, the other um, young fella, Tahini, got one vote as well. So just quickly before we go is that Jed Spence won the reserves, yes. McGarry. And good on Jed, because you know, we don't talk about the reserves enough. We'll go there in a minute. They're in the grand final. They rolled Stewart with a kick after the siren um, last week. Sermo dob one after the siren. Beat him by a point. They're into a granny. Get around them. Supporters out there, get around the reserves. I know all the boys are keen. They held off Mad Monday celebrations, waiting for the reserves, which is a sign of a good club and a good group. So congratulations to Jed Spence and the twos, and, uh, and hopefully we can get a flag. Luke Partington, the right winner? Uh, Pardo was. Um, a, a few after that, I didn't. I was a bit like, oh, yeah, well, they're, they're you know, umpires voting. But I think we're going to see um, Lewis poll very highly in the BNF, and we'll see Matty Nunn poll highly in the BNF. But I think we might see Balderstone and McKenzie feature quite prominently. Uh, very good. So, uh, overall, maybe just a little bit more speed next year. Is that what we're going to be after? I think we need more speed and more, uh, like, a forward a target. Forward. Yep, that's exactly what we need. All right, I've got a little game for you. It's the uh, best and fairest on Thursday the 26th. And if you haven't already got your tickets, get the just get onto the club. It's going to be a great night. The uh, the Michael Taylor medal. I have to just recall in my own mind that that's what it's called these days. The Mickey Taylor medal. I've got, uh, I've got a list of four major trophies that will be uh, on for the night. And I'm going to get your prediction on who is going to win it. Number one, the McCallum Trophy Emerging Player. Emerging Player, I'm going to go Dill Stevens for me. Uh... Obviously going to go top five or ten. One of the cleanest ball years I've seen below his feet at that age. He's, he's outstanding. Dill Stevens. Uh, I'm going to go for Josh Richards. I reckon he deserves it. They're the two. We, we knew that Stevens was good, and we knew that Tahini was good. But if we're talking about emerging, someone who's just come from nowhere and been a real star, and we saw how he performed on a final in Adelaide Oval, uh, Josh Richards. Good argument. Mine, very, very impressive. The Gary McIntosh medal best team man. Uh, best team man will be Brad McKenzie for mine. Um, leads the backs when Bodie missed a lot of games um, and uh, really well liked amongst the group. Saved games himself, does the team things, Brad McKenzie. Uh, I'm going to go for Alex Giorgio. I think uh, he's just so reliable as a defender down there. And uh, look, it's very, very difficult from time to time being the key defender, having to take big blokes. Uh, I'm a big fan of Alex Giorgio, so I'm going to give him the... Uh, Gary McIntosh medal for best team man, solely on the basis because I reckon I've got something else for Brad McKenzie down the track. Let's go to the Woods medal, which is essentially an award that is given to a player who's made a significant contribution on and off the field. Yeah, Woods medal. I can't go past Jace Bode for me. Um, 
you know, obviously a, a good friend of mine, a very good friend of mine. It's done a lot of stuff in the media, done a lot of appearances, done a lot with the group, a lot with the young players. Captain under pressure too, played injured, probably cost him games throughout the towards the end of the year. Um, I can't look past him for this. It's an absolute home run for mine. Uh, I'm going to be hard to argue with you, and I'm going to throw up Sammy Balderstone for my Woods medalist. I mean, his contribution to this club over the last seven or eight years, when no one really thought he would be a legitimate league footballer, he arrived at the club 150 kilos from Mount Compass, and he has just busted his backside year in, year out. Nearly signed at Sturt. It, copped it in North Adelaide last. Copped it from North Adelaide last year. Could have easily just sucked it and said, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to give this a game away." Fought his backside off to get back into it. He was he was just so fantastic this year. He gets the Woods medal for me. All right. Last well, one. Uh, best and fairest. Now, Balderstone for mine. Now, he's you know, you're talking 700-plus hit-outs, 200 more than anyone else in the comp. Absolutely dominated games. He'd have 50 hit-outs regularly. His average is outstanding. By foot, he's outstanding. Uh, won games, fed a group of midfielders and made them look good in, you know, Lewis, Nunn, Panos, Grigg, Barry. Um, he's got a good relationship with all of them. Hands down, he wins. Brad McKenzie gives him a massive run, and Lewis Johnston as well. But it's, they're, they're, it's a three-horse race, but Balderstone will, uh, Balderstone will take it. BMAC for mine. Uh, hey, tell you what, just uh, before we move on, uh, there was uh, we were talking about Cotter's game plan and how we do love listening to the fans who complain about the ball going across from side to side, trying to get it in. and ah, Just kick it, just get it forward. And eventually someone under pressure just kicks it forward. It goes straight to the opposition. Oh, who were you kicking it to? Always love Love that, but there's always a bit of a laugh. Let's take a bit of some audio now that relating to Cotter's game plan. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. <laughs> From the movie Dodgeball. Uh, very it's a bold nice. strategy there, Cotton. <laughs> uh, look, we, we're going to wrap it up very shortly, but before we do, there are so many people we need to thank. Number one, I've got to thank Geordie Pake, who has been our co-host right throughout the year. We've missed her the last couple of weeks. Outstanding. Such an absolute devoted Norwood person. Emerging star in radio, She's Geordie. been a great mate of ours, so we really appreciate her contribution. From the club, Dale Fleming, James Fantasia, Paul DiIulio, been great supporters of us. All of our Yes, the players, Nunny, Zach Richards, Bodie, Cotts, Rossi, Baldy, you name Trent it. Demont. The players have been very happy to come on. We really appreciate it. And our sponsors, uh, Miles. Brent Felice was here from Coopers. Kevin Bew from Paradise Motors Mazda. Sponger Doreen from Climate. Trent Burge from Barossa Boy Wines. Uh, we had a tasting night that night as well. Oh, how good was that? It was it. A uh, big thank you to Sam Pantasia, Will on our panel, Alicia, the entire Croc Media team, but most of all the listeners, we have had an absolute fun time, haven't we, Miles? Absolute blast. Um, yeah, thanks to all the sponsors. Hopefully, get on board next year. Redlegs Radio coming back at you. But yeah, thanks to everyone at the club and everyone in here, Sam and Will and everything. It's been a great year. Congratulations to you. First year in the media calling Sandful Finals. You must be really proud of what it's you've done. It's been a big year for me. I've gone from, uh, yeah, just starting with Redlegs Radio and now the racing show. The race is edited on Saturday mornings here on 1629. Now the footy, but I've loved every minute. I loved it with you too, Hooky. Thanks so much for joining us. We really appreciate you tuning in to Redlegs Radio each and every week. We've absolutely loved bringing it to you. Thank you so much for company will be back bigger and better in season 2020 and then we will see you at Cooper Stadium for the footy. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.